0: Hello and welcome to jasonnewland.com. My name is Jason Newland. This is Let Me Bore You to Sleep. Please only listen when you can safely close your eyes. And I know it's probably hard to believe that. This is going to be boring. When you first hear my voice. Because I do have a, a rather exciting voice. But it's okay, I've, I've done this before. And I'll try to make my voice sound a bit boring eventually. So please, please forgive. The uh, hugely expressive voice that I currently have but I will try to, you know, change it. I'll uh, just let you know, I just had a, a lovely review on my website and it's, uh, it says it's from Magdalene Cartwright Jr., And it says, small frozen keyboard. Yeah, so that's good. It's Magd- Magdalene Cartwright. That sounds, Magdalene sounds like a female name. But Junior, never ever heard of a female being called Junior. I might be wrong. But I don't recall it ever having happened in the history of the world until now So yeah So I did I did some uh recordings yesterday all this morning And uh yeah things are going really good so I'd like to say thank you to everybody for but listening to my stuff. I do have other podcasts. The... What do I do? I do have... I can't remember what I do. I do do other stuff. Um, so I've got the Deep Sleep Whisper Hypnosis recordings. The Sleep Hypnosis Weekly recordings. And the Relaxation Hypnosis for Stress, Anxiety and panic attacks, recordings, or podcasts, as well as other stuff, like relaxation, hypnosis podcast, there's the self-help podcast, there's the, yeah, there's a few. So yeah, thank you for those of you that listen to moi, moi. I haven't said that I don't think ever and I've just said it twice isn't that weird so it's 3.41 in the afternoon so then maybe well there's a good chance there's going to be some background sounds of some kind at the moment it's just the little birdies. Twittering along in the tweeze. I can hear the sound of the fridge in the kitchen, even though I've got the door pretty much closed in the kitchen. I've got the window closed. I've got the curtains drawn. And I'm wearing socks. I mean, oh, This is boring, isn't it? This isn't even too boring for me. So, yeah, so things are going quite well. Not a lot really has happened since yesterday, if I'm honest with you. Not a huge amount. I've got Andre's x-ray tomorrow. And I'm just wondering how it's going to work, because I have to catch the nine o'clock bus i have counted. Um, how many spaces that actually were on the bus the other day? And I think there was seven spaces available for people to actually sit down because of the social distancing. Now, even if. In reality, even if... I don't know... like Today... The... Um, the President... Of England is going to be talking about... Uh, it's Alexander Johnson... He's going to be talking about... Reducing... Possibly... Well, maybe not today... But hopefully this week... Reducing the... A distance from two meters to one meter. I was like, brilliant, I've got to now learn another measurement. Great. And I was with my friend today just now, and we were discussing it, and I said to him, he's really good for measurements. And I said, so do you think this is about a meter then, a And he said, yeah, it's about a meter. I said, well, who would want to be closer than a meter? Who'd actually want to be closer than that, unless you were, you know, in love with the person and you wanted to cuddle them? A meter away is, is that's. I would say that is personal space distance. Personally, I prefer two meters, but especially in shops, I love, I love the idea now that, you know, I want to go in the garage and get my stuff I'm standing at the till and there's nobody up me bum waiting to get served. Literally people used to be so close. I'd like to say well do you just want did you want my bank card number as I do you want to type it in for me as I pay? It's really close like come on a bit of distance please Me old friend so maybe I was going to say, I mean, the idea, I was going to say maybe society's learn, learn to a little bit of spatial awareness, but learnt, I mean, when do people learn? I mean, how often does society learn anything? We just go back to what we did before, I imagine. I know I do. <laughs> how often do we actually learn from anything that happens? I never learn. I've never learned one thing. Constantly making the same mistakes. Still, I am still making the same silly choices that I did years ago, and thinking, "Why did I do that?" I mean, the one—the one good thing about it—the uh, on, you know, all the shops becoming. Uh, open is I can get back to shoplifting I miss that you know just the the thrill and everyone needs a hobby and mine happens to be shoplifting of course you know you have to be very strong because some of those shops are heavy so so Also, a big thank you to everyone that helped with towards my uh, paying for the podcast hosting. I know I kind of said thank you yesterday, but I want to do another thank you. Um, I'm British. I have to say thank you and sorry a lot. I've been brought up to do it. Sorry, sorry, sorry when I've actually had people bang into me in the street and I've said sorry to them I've apologized and then afterwards I thought oh what did I do that for this is in in built in it is it's just That's that's why I don't have such a huge problem with some people that are horrible, that would be classed as horrible, because a lot of those people, they might have really nasty views, but they've been raised like that. They don't know. It's natural for them. It comes naturally because from the day they were born until the age of being able to know the difference, it's, you know, it, it can't all be to blame. I think it's, you know, if they could use some intelligence to sort of get some education and start to choose for themselves... But I think it's even harder for people. So if they've got like really strong. I'm not going to go into things. A really strong. Anti-societal view. About a certain group of people for example. Whatever that group of people may be. If they, if they have like a parent. Like a, a father. Who has those views. That's where they've kind of got it from. But if they really get on well with their father, like really close, the harder it is to break those views because they're almost breaking connection with with their parent. So if you're lucky enough, you know, if, if you've got a parent that's really uh, got horrible views about a group of people and you don't perhaps get on with them so well it's much easier to break them to break that stuff you know I was brought up to be homophobic, racist, everything hard to believe but that's what it was like in the 70s it was just standard you know everything that wasn't that was a little bit different was uh, feared or mocked or whatever. You know, it's, I feel the differences for me is, I, I, well, from the age of seven, I lived in a town. I think there was like one black child in the entire town and his family. And there's one Chinese family that had a Chinese takeaway. It was, just, you know, it's a predominantly, not predominantly, but like ninety nine point nine 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 percent white English little seaside town. But I'd lived in a children's home with people from all over the place. So, you know, my one of my main memories is there was this uh, black family that were there. They were kids the same age as me. And there was a girl and I was fascinated with her hair. And she used to let me comb her hair. And the first time I did it, I hurt her. I, did, I didn't mean to, because I didn't, I, didn't I didn't know I had to be gentle. But I really liked her and we were good friends. And then her mum turned up and her mum was absolutely crazy. And I don't use that word generally, but she turned up and to visit or whatever. But she was screaming at everybody. I mean, she was really, I guess, really ill or really angry. And I think her kids hid. Like I hid as well. But you know what? when I was that age, I know that I didn't see any difference. For me, it wasn't like, oh, colour of the skin's different. For me, it was, oh, the hair. But it was fascinating. I was like, oh, I like I like your hair. Perhaps I should have been a hairdresser. But I was fascinated with her hair because she, she used to have this comb. That used to, I think it was wooden, I think. And... I think, I think even her sister or something, they let me braid her hair as well. So yeah, I was only little, I was only like five or six. But you know, it's, it was fun. So it was quite strange to go from that to being in a town that was and not the most open-minded, if we want to say that. And I start to think, oh, this is this how I'm supposed to think? This is how I'm supposed to react to people? I couldn't really get it. It's like, well, so I've got to hate? <laughs> I'm supposed to dislike millions and millions and millions of people because? That's what the teachers are like. Because that's what the teachers say. Or, or my teachers would be family, friends, the television. It's like, oh, that doesn't make sense. You know, I think we should reserve hatred for people, individuals <laughs> that deserve it. And that only occasionally, you know, the occasional person in life... And even then, hopefully try and let it go. Weird. I don't know why I'm talking about this, but... Oh no, my knee is starting to move to the ground. Oh! (laughs) It's... I never really understood it. Never really... From a young age, it's like, what? Why, why are you all just... Why can't we just get on? Because when I was a kid, most of the people that I... So many of the people that I liked watching on television were not white. You know, like Mr. T. He was like a massive hero. You know, in the A-Team. He was... He was my favourite. I think he was everyone's favourite in the A-Team. I quite liked um, Murdoch. But Mr. T, because he was big and tough and like, yeah, I think everybody wanted to be big and strong like Mr. T, but all the boys. Wasn't so sure about the Mohican, if I'm honest. And then... Well, my favourite singers, Michael Jackson. My favourite female singer, but I suppose probably still is Whitney Houston. I mean, Whit for me, Whitney Houston was the most beautiful woman ever in the world. That's how I used to see her. It's like she was just perfect, you know. It's like an angel sung like an angel they used to basically couldn't understand it so why, why why are you all like this then if you like the most famous people oh, I don't get it it's really weird Well, I know people that still use language that is, well, that would actually probably get you arrested if you uh, if you said it near a police person, or get you into a lot of trouble if you shouted it out on a train or a bus, possibly. And then I thought. Sometimes people don't use that language because of that's how they are. But if they're in an argument with somebody, you know, if someone's in an argument and they're getting into a fight, I don't do that stuff because I'm an adult, but... they will say the worst possible thing that they can say. And if you don't know the person, if you don't know the, the person that you're dealing with personally, you're limited to what you can say that can hurt them, that can upset them. Not that I really would want to do that. I'd rather just shoot them. (laughs) And yeah. I suppose I'm thinking about this because there is uh, something on the news that's triggered my thinking I don't know what countries I'd like to go to I don't I don't fancy going to India it's never it's not really appealed to me or even Africa and I don't know I think partly because of the heat I know it's not always hot but just it looks really nice in some ways but not I like lions, but not, not that much. So to go onto a safari, I don't think I'd really want to do that because I've been in cars that broke down before and that's annoying. I imagine it'll be a bit more annoying if I was surrounded by lions and the car is open, you know, <laughs> and all you've got is just one person there, with one rifle. It's like, yeah, okay, this is going to be interesting. Where would I like to go? See, because I don't speak any other languages, I want to go somewhere where people can speak English. And I know, you know, it's, some people would say, oh, it's just um typical Englishman expects everyone else to speak English. No, 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 no. I don't expect anything. But I want it. I don't expect it. You know, I... But I do want it. I do want everyone to be able to speak English so that I can communicate with them. I mean, the idea you go on holiday to Spain for a week, we could try and learn Spanish just because you're going to be in Spain for a week on holiday. No. this is funny. Some people do. I actually had this uh, friend and we went into a Spanish restaurant. And she, she used to go to Spain every year. Her mum lived in Spain. So she, she did know some, spa, some Spanish language. And she she was brushing up on it all week. She was looking forward to going to this restaurant. I think it was when I was at college. And we went in there because she wanted to speak Spanish and show off. But it wasn't really, because she, she told everyone, you know, she's just looking forward to seeing how her Spanish was, because she likes speaking Spanish. You notice how I changed it from showing off to backtracking, because I won't say anything bad about her, because she helped me get my degree. So I will never, ever say a bad word against her. She was an amazing person. So that's it. Um. But anyway, she's all excited. And I'm almost excited for her because she's really, it was quite contagious. She was like really buzzing with, like, oh, you know, when the waitress, because the waitress or waiter, whoever came over, she was going to be ordering everything in Spanish. Because it was, I think it's like a tapas bar or something. And the waiter turned up. And she started ordering. Uh, and it was—I think it was a man. He said, to her, "What?" She said, "I'm speaking Spanish." She said, "No, I'm from Romania." <laughs> she, she did all that. She was so disappointed. So like, she said, "And um, I was about to say, haven't you got a Spanish waiter that we can have?" And then I thought, oh, no, I can't say that, can I? That's going to sound awful. In fact, I might have said that, but I always thought sort of said because she wants to speak Spanish. I haven't got anyone Spanish that she can speak to. But it was, it was just funny because she be, she'd been rehearsing all week, preparing to order a meal and all that stuff. Well, that tapas bar, it's not really a meal, is it? It's lots of stuff. I love tapas bars. I do. Oh, I do. I used to go with my cousin and my cousin's dad. And we used to... When I called him my cousin, he was my cousin. And his dad wasn't my uncle, but I used to call him uncle, but it used to annoy him. Basically, his mum... Okay, my cousin's mother, my cousin's mother's mother was my grandmother's sister. Does that make sense? So her sister gave birth to a girl who became a lady and then gave birth to my cousin who then became a lady who then gave birth, well, didn't give birth, but surrogated. Um, a penguin I don't know so I think he was about 17, 18 and he went through this phase where he was really, really confident and he got to know people and he'd have made a really I think he's a policeman now actually and, um, but he could have had a really good life. Yes, <laughs> you know, I was, when he told me he was a policeman, I was just a little bit disappointed, not, not that he's a policeman, cause you know, someone's got to do that work, have not they? But just, he was so gifted as a musician, really gifted a really really brilliant musician as a child he could play the keyboard he could play the guitar and bass he knew how to um create music using a computer i mean this is back in 2000 1999 2000 when the software was not that great but he could produce really good stuff because his dad was in a band, his dad had been in a band for the last forty years since the sixties, uh, like professional as a country and western singer or country. And, he was the guitar player, but in a country, I think it was one of the biggest country and western bands in England. Uh, like kept winning awards and stuff. Now, when I f- I didn't actually know there was a country and western. Circuit, I mean I knew I know in America it's huge it's it's just massive in America I didn't know it was big in England, but it is what it used to be, but it's almost it's known by those that go if that makes sense it's not it's really big. I went to one of his gigs and it was. It was really, I'm saying the word really but really, really, really good. And his dad had been doing it so long. It was almost like he was asleep and his hands were just doing what they did. Like he was just playing, playing with himself in his sleep, or playing with a guitar rather because he'd been doing it for so many years, it just, there was no effort at all. He was a brilliant guitarist. And he, his son, I guess he taught his son how to play the guitar, how to play the keyboard, unless he taught himself. And then the whole making music with his friends and and, I don't know, he was... I would say he was uh, potentially a prodigy, a musical prodigy. It might sound a little bit over the top, but he was really talented from a very, very early age. It's almost, he inherited his dad's genes of being musical. And, you know, he fell in love. And as far as I know, he's still with the lady he fell in love with, us, had a couple of kids. And... Blimey, how old would he be now? Wow. He'd be probably nearly 40 now. Yeah, he's got to be, he was in 2000, he was about, I'd say about 18. So he's got to be 38, 39 now. It was quite weird though, because uh, we made some music together, me and him and his dad. And I wrote the songs, I sung, and they helped, well, no, they didn't help with the music, they they made the music to... um, to accompany me, or, you know, it kind of went in different ways, but we we spent hours and hours doing it. And, you know, back in that time, we, we recorded it on a four-track recording studio, like a portable thing. I think I bought one. It was a Tesco, Tesco, I think. Anyway, I bought, I got that, and we recorded it, and then put it onto a tape. I've still got the tapes, and I actually converted them into files. So I've actually got the files as MP3s on my computer somewhere. And I posted them on Facebook for people to listen to. My cousin contacted me. This is a couple of years back because I was living here, so maybe two or three years ago. He said, "Uh, Can you please take my name off of that? (laughs) He was embarrassed to be associated with the songs. I was like, Wow. No, I was really pleased with the songs. I know it's a long time ago, the quality is on what it could be now. You know, all the technology and stuff and, I don't know, maybe it was being associated with me singing. I don't really know. But he was, wasn't happy. So I took his name off. I thought, wow, that's weird. He was a really, really talented musician. And also, he he's the one that got me into web design. Because his dad was learning how to code. Again, this was, what, 99, 2000. His dad was learning how to code and build websites, you know, from code, HTML. Or was it HTML back then? I forget. And... My cousin was doing it as well, and he was showing me how, because he was he was picking it up really quickly because he was really young and he was easily did it really simply, and I I got bit by the bug, I really did. I became obsessed with websites building them. I'm I'm talking obsessed. I'm talking kind of where i am i guess with this stuff you know continuously doing it all i think about but that was it was a really nice time in my life didn't last long it lasted for about four months five months um that i could just i gave everything you know all my time sixteen hours a day in front of the computer making these websites, web pages, learning how to do it all. And I literally I had books as well, I had loads of books on how to do code that I'd purchased. And that was before Amazon was around so I would have got them from the bookshop. Do you remember those bookshops? Do you remember and the hyperlink, which is uh, what you click on when you're on a website, you click on a link and it takes you somewhere else. Yeah, that's that's what they call a hyperlink. And that's just for people that don't know what it is. I I could have found out within thirty seconds how to put a hyperlink together by put, by reading a book. But I decided not to do it that way. So what I did is I copied a website page and had the code. And basically it was in Notepad. So you could change the code in Notepad and then open it up in Internet Explorer. And the web page would show. You didn't even have to be online to do it. It just showed you what the web page would be. I spent, I think, two days dissecting this one page so that I could figure out how to put a link in, how to put that hyperlink. So I kept taking bits off, seeing if it worked, then adding it back on. Doing that, it it got to the point where I just had this bunch of code, like a paragraph. And then I started taking little bits off of that. And, you know, with the height, you can go, like, bold. And I I did the same with pictures, how to put pictures in, how to make the text um, italic or underlined, different colored writing, all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I, I don't know why, but I really enjoyed it. And... Yeah, I built my own websites right up to 2005. So for the next five years, or six years, whatever you you, want to class it as. Because I had websites from 2000 onwards to today. So it's 20 years. I've had hundreds of websites. And I... We had this thing, me and my cousin, we put together a business idea and we were going to have a website which promoted sports and fitness and we had an appointment at the bank to see if we could get a, a, you know, a loan, a business loan and uh, support to get to launch it. And I wasn't much like it on the internet at the time. And uh, so what we did is, it came to the day before, and we had the appointment probably half 11 in the afternoon, in the morning rather. And we realized that we were nowhere close having, uh, we, we didn't have the whole, didn't need to have the whole website complete, but we did need it to be Uh, explainable you know so we need to be able to to demonstrate the website I mean now what in this situation if I was going to do something like that I would have a complete website built I guess as I do now and uh, you know but back then I didn't really know what I was doing and it was all new really so we we spent all night in this room where he had all his equipment, his music equipment, and he he was working on one laptop, I was working on another laptop. The Laptops in two thousand. They were little things but I didn't have a laptop. I I was I was still using a computer. I didn't get my first laptop till so I was yeah, till about 2004 I think that we were just trying to build individual pages and add in content and we were listening to music all night and oh, it was quite a nice night actually it was quite cool because he was, he was to me even though he was my cousin he felt more like a little brother he really did you know, he's, I was very close to him, and it did, it did feel like he was my little brother, and, but I haven't seen him for, tsk, 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 tsk. I haven't seen him since 2003, I think, yeah, so a fair bit of time, and it's 17 years, so when I first moved away from London, Whenever I went to London, I'd sort of maybe try and visit and pop in and say hello and stuff. But then it became less and less often to the point of rarely ever going to London. And now I don't really go at all. Well, I'm not. I haven't been anywhere for months, but, you know, even generally, the last time I went to London was when my friend opened a comedy club this was about two years ago, it was a comedy night on a Saturday night and he asked me if I could just be on the door. So I went there. He just he paid me the expenses to travel and um, I mean just, yeah, he, he did it basically to help me get out. Because he thought it would be good for me to just, you know, get away from here and Go, you know, just have a little bit of a social situation. So I did that for, I did it a couple of weeks, but I just couldn't handle the travelling. It was just I was, yeah, it, was, it wasn't. It wasn't so so much getting there, but getting back. And there was coaches. There was no, not even any trains. So it was a bus service, and I'd end up walking back from the train station at. One thirty in the morning, and I just, oh, so it wasn't, yeah, and it just wasn't the same either as what it used to be like, because where I was, the, the comedy evening was downstairs, so I was basically in a hallway on my own, as people turned the corner, I, you know, took their money. Or if they'd paid online, I'd just, you know, check them off a list and I'd sort of send them in directions downstairs. So I didn't really get to speak to anyone. Like in the old days, at the other club, I'd, people would come in, I'd be standing there, but everyone that came in, I'd be able to see everybody, and they'd be able to see me, and I'd get to sort of chat to people, and the staff, and you know. But it was that wasn't really the issue. It was, it was more just the, the travelling. I couldn't couldn't really face it. It was a bit too much. But anyway, we did. Me and my cousin, we did put this website together, and we went to the the, the bank. I think it was Lloyd's, TSB, and I remember exactly where it was in Stratford opposite Stratford shopping centre as it was back then you know the entrance I have no idea what's there now because it's huge changes since I lived there it might be a completely different entrance but when I moved away there was a McDonald's on the corner uh, so there probably was then as well but most of the time that I lived there, there wasn't a McDonald's. But just when I moved out, there were, I think there was a McDonald's, and there was a Burger King further up inside the centre as well, the shopping centre. And then, you know, since then, they've built the... I don't know what they call it, like the shopping mall in Stratford. Apparently it's massive. Um... I forget what it's called, I don't care either. Never been there. But that whole area I used to walk through from work, back in like 91, 92, 93, used to walk sometimes if I was gonna go to, so if I wanted to go to the shopping center to get some food, or if I wanted to go to the tube station, instead of going all the way around, the roads I just walked through the old um, train graveyard as it seemed to be it was all part of the old docks and there was just apparently weren't allowed on that area where it was private property but I used to walk across there with my friends sometimes to get to the tube station a massive area Absolutely huge amount of waste ground that you wouldn't even know was there, and I'm just like, what? Why? I used to think to myself, why is this just left like this? But even then, you know, there was uh, uh, a shortage of housing and stuff like that, and it started the the councils had started to knock down the high rise flats and then building low versions, you know, uh, maybe two stories high, which meant they needed more room and more space to do it. Because the benefits of the high rise flats was you could fit a lot of people into one small bit of area. Yeah, I used to, Of course, you know, hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people that have lived in those places over the years. But some people won't realise that those original flats were big. They were big old places, you know. And they were sturdy, very big, concrete. And I've lived in... What have I lived in? I mean, this is a council flat I'm in now, but this is just two stories high. The other, when I was very young, I lived in a big block of, you know, a huge block of flats in Newcastle. Oh, you know, I've just seen, I felt a little bit sad. I was slightly annoyed that Andre made all that noise just now. Coming out of the behind the... You yep. He just tired at me. Pff, pff. I don't know what he's going to do. He's now going to let off a stink bomb just near my chair. <laughs> Hello, mate. he's trying to find a way into the... Oh, yes. is. Oh. See the... Um, tracksuit bombs that were on the floor that he likes to sleep in. I pushed him closer to the wall because he was right in the middle of the carpet yesterday, and now he's trying to struggle to get in there because he had his little openings all ready for him But he got in that's good no I just felt a little bit sorry for him because he was he scratches with his back legs so when he's got an itch he scratches with his back legs that's just the way he does it and he went to do it with his bad leg and he couldn't so he he sort of fell over I just thought Oh. So yeah, I've got the vet tomorrow. So hopefully, I'm going to have to be really, really firm with them. And say, look, you give him the X-ray. Make sure it's going to be 120 pound, not a penny more, because I don't have any other money to give you. And if he needs treatment, you do not give him treatment, because I'm going to have to come back in a few weeks to do that because if they sort of come out of me and say, oh yeah, we did this and it's going to be 450 pound. They're going to have to keep him. So I'm going to have to be very firm. Very firm. So yeah, that's going to be... I'll be glad when that's all over though, I'll tell you. When I just... It's weird that sometimes like suddenly Hey Money is required from everywhere. So I'll be glad in a couple of months. I think by August I'll be starting to get straightened out. Financially, things will start to come together a bit better. So it's only just over a month away. Was it end of June? Yeah, two months. So two months, by the end of August, just after my birthday, things will start to come together. So I just got... To, and I also realised that yesterday, last night, so I, I've been... Here's the thing, I've been eating these meals that are for pensioners. That they get delivered, because the only place I could get anything delivered for the last... Three months is from this place, and I can't stand them anymore. Even though they're fine, there's nothing wrong with them. I just can't. The idea of eating them, I don't want to. I don't want to eat. I'd rather not eat than eat them. It's weird. I don't know why. I think there's a there's possibly a psychological thing going on there as well, because I'm not. I'm not. A pensioner. I'm not in my eighties, you know. I don't want to be eating that stuff. I just it's something I dunno I've still, you know, I'm I'm just in the process of building something, building a life for myself. I'm not the end, I'm (laughs) I'm kind of at the beginning in a sense. So what surprised me though is I the box, which has got all the stuff in there, I think I've got about eight left, eight meals left. I went into the freezer, pulled the box out, and underneath the box was stuff that I could actually cook. And I'd forgotten. I'd forgotten it was there. So I had fish fingers. And so what I did yesterday is I cooked myself a meal for the first time in months. Like an actual cook. Went to the oven, cooked it. Um, outside of maybe uh, sausage rolls that I had in the past, but I haven't turned the cooker on for ages. So I had fish fingers, chips and beans. And I've got beans, thanks to Rachel. She gave me enough beans to last me for a while. And, thank you, and it was the best, most enjoyable, enjoyable meal I've had in ages. And I'm not really a chip fan. I'm not really a massive chip fan. I love fish fingers. I would prefer to have mashed potato, fish fingers and beans. But, you know, where, where do I get potatoes from? That's one of those things. So, but I will. I'm going to tomorrow get some potatoes. And start cooking every day. And get some uh, sandwich stuff for like lunchtime, maybe some salad. I have to start doing that because I've been my I've been eating such nothing really. I've not been enjoying any of the food, and I want to. I love it, you know. See, a cheese sandwich I don't really enjoy, but if you start adding. Tomato and cucumber. It's lovely. It's fresh. It's juicy. Just like my nipples. <laughs> no, um, it's it's nice, you know. And that's that's what I need to get back to. That I've just been putting it off. The idea of queuing. I can't get anything delivered, so I have to queue. I have to go to the place. I can only carry a certain amount back because, you know, I'm getting the bus. Then it's getting the bus, wearing a face mask and stuff like that. So, oh. But tomorrow, I want to take him to the vets. I'm going to go to the supermarket. And I'm not going to spend much, but I'm going to get the bits that I need. In fact, I might actually even go into town and try and get a delivery from town because there was a shop that would deliver from town, you know, deliver to you. But you can't order anything online. So I might do that. But in the meantime, I'm going to have to speak to my friend because I just realized that she lent me £120 to pay for the um, the vets. But I need to pay it back tomorrow. Which is not going to leave me enough money to get through to the next time I get paid. So it's like, oh, it's just really a bit weird. I need to get some food. Food has to be a priority, doesn't it? Really, so I'm going to see if I can... Figure out some kind of payment plan with her. (laughs) I don't know how that's going to go. Yeah, I'll figure something out. But I need to spend at least £50 probably tomorrow on food. I've got enough toilet roll. Thanks to um, my friends online that have helped me out. They've got a wish list. I've got enough toilet roll for a while. I've got my wish list, which is online, which is just... It's on my Amazon wish list on my website. It's basically just bits and bobs that are, are needed. It's like an ongoing thing, you know. You always need new toilet roll eventually. and you always need uh, soap and, you know, those kinds of things are always required. And so perhaps I I should try and put potatoes on there (laughs) yeah so that's my plan i decided so I need to make that phone call see if there's something that can be done or where I can perhaps pay her back over three weeks or I don't know what's three times 120 or three 40, 80, so it's £40 isn't it? £40 a week over three weeks. So maybe, maybe, she'll allow me to pay £40 this week, £40 next week, £40 the week after. I don't know. I'll see what she says. See what she says, but yeah, it's this. I suppose my only thing is, well, I think the vets are a little bit like the opticians. You know, I've never ever been into an optician's where they haven't ended up wanting money from me, you know, sort of as far as new lenses. And if I've ever once gone into the optician's. Had an eye test and so them said and them saying to me, No, your eyes are exactly the same as they were last time. You don't need any new lenses, and we don't need to sell you any new glasses, that's all fine. Thanks for coming, see you in a couple of years. Love you. Never, ever. Every time, yeah, your prescriptions change, you need to get some new glasses. <laughs> They start rubbing their hands together in excitement. Okay, brilliant. So uh, so that's something I need to look at as well, because my eyesight has, it seems to have diminished a little bit. Which is okay, but I'm kind of thinking, hmm. It's not really, is it? (laughs) So, I just, because, yeah, it's handy to be able to see. I mean, literally, this is what my eyesight's like. Without my glasses on, if a bus is coming towards the bus stop, so I'm waiting at a bus stop, a bus is coming towards me. Okay, I can see the bus, you know, my eyesight isn't that bad that I can't see the bus, it's massive I can see the bus but I can't see the number of the bus you know, whatever number So, you know, if you catch it, a 49 or a 69 and, and I have to ask somebody that's at the bus stop can you tell me what number that is please so I know whether to put my hand out or not to stop it because I don't, I can't see the number until it gets close enough. When it's close enough for me to actually read it, it's too late to stop it because it's gone past. So I, even though I don't need to wear my glasses generally to go out, you know, because not what what is there to look at really, because I can see close up. If someone's standing in front of me, it's fine. So, I know I'm not a boxer, but if I was a boxer, I'd be able to box. My eyesight wouldn't prevent me from doing that, because I can see fine when it's, like, close up. But if we both had really, really long arms, and we could only, you know, box from either side of the ring, then I would need glasses, But that would be really weird, wouldn't it? Start putting... (laughs) What am I talking about? Oh, dear, I do. It's the uh, end of August. Things should start to perky, perky, perky up. Yeah, so that would be good. And... Yeah, just keep going, keep going. And keep making more recordings. Still trying to learn more and more about the podcasting. Things that perhaps I'm not doing that I could be doing to get seen or get noticed by Google. Because I'm doing alright. I could potentially be doing a lot better just by playing the game, as it were. By doing the, to making my podcast's search engine optimizable, (laughs) I think it's the word. So I'm looking into that every day. I'm trying to learn a little bit more about what's needed. And I'm getting there. And yes, it's about improving, isn't it, every day. Become a little bit better. A little bit more knowledgeable. No, 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 li, knowledgeable. Yeah. yeah. No, li, knowledgeable. Mm. So yeah. I don't know what that was about. Oh. Considering it's summer. It's not been. Too noisy has it in the background. There's been A few cars. And Andre and stuff but. It's, not, it's been okay considering, you know, it's now twenty nineteen 19 minutes to five. It's been fairly quiet. Yeah, so I suppose I'm going to go. Oh, yeah, the, I went to the, the bank with my cousin and The the bank person just laughed. Yeah. And I thought, I thought to myself, I wish he'd been in the audience when I was doing com- stand-up comedy. Could have used him. Needed, needed at least one person to laugh. Instead, when I was doing comedy, I just had to have people, people just shouting out. That's well, quite a good business idea, but I'm not sure. You might need a bit more work. It's like, oh, okay, what are you talking about? Nobody knows. I've been leaning on my elbow and my little my little finger on my right hand has gone numb because I've been I must have been leaning on a nerve. How weird So a big special hello to everyone but to Riwi and to Molly so Molly's in oh my goodness it is Australia it is Australia isn't it or oh, is it New Zealand wow I could get in trouble for saying do you not know the difference between Australia and New Zealand yeah I do kind of I've never been to either but you know, there's a little part of me who would like to live in New Zealand. And there's also a part of me would quite like to live in Canada. Because I think if you're going to move away, you need to move far away. <laughs> you know, there's nowhere far farther. There's nowhere better. What, you know, moving to New Zealand would be, that's a long way away. But it's... Kind of, from what I gather, very similar, kind of a similar place to England in some ways. See so yeah, and Canada, I don't know, just, because it doesn't matter, as long as the place has got an internet connection and I could make my recordings, it doesn't matter where I am. I quite the idea, like the idea of doing something different, having a little adventure but not, yeah, I don't know, yeah, maybe. Australia seems cool, cool place to go, I'd like to go to America. I'd like to go to. I'd like to go back to Amsterdam. I like Amsterdam. I don't know where else. I quite like to go on a cruise. You know, sort of like a world cruise, but somewhere it needs to be quiet though. So wherever I go, whatever I do, I need to be able to make recordings for you. It's a nice little rhyme isn't it? I need to be able to make my recordings. So it's not just the internet connection because I don't, I don't record these live while I'm, I don't stream them live. I record them, then I edit them and then I post them online. But you know my, if, if I was to be on a cruise traveling, it would give me something to talk about. A little bit different from what I talk about here. Well a lot different I guess. Mind you, I might still be talking about when I was in a children's home. Uh, I used to like brushing people's hair. It's like, yeah, but you're on the ice. You're on the ice cap. You have got polar bears around you. Can't you talk about them? Well, I used to used to work in a comedy club, you know. Yeah, no, you told us that. But you're now in the rainforest. Can't you talk about the rainforest? And I mean. You, can you talk about that? Well can I talk about Andre? I've got a ferret, Did you know I got a fer- yeah we know you've got a ferret. We know it's all you talk about. You are run a safari park. Don't talk about a ferret. Talk about the, the zebras and the lions and the rhinoceroses. I could go to I could go to a zoo for that. Oh, the best thing... Did I ever tell you this? One of the funniest things I ever saw. Went to the zoo. This is a long time. This is back in... Probably 2008. Went to the zoo. And... There was a lot of people. There was like an elephant that was being fed. And across the road from there, or across the way from there... There is the enclosure with the um not albatrosses. Ginos gynosaurus Gry Ginosaurus, or, gi, ginosaurus. So gi, what um The ones with long necks, what are they called? Um it's just gone right out of me head. Long neck Okay, I'll just start so long neck animal. So let's have a look. okay so giraffe I know it begins with G and there's these two giraffes and there's all these kids there I guess it was a school out in or something and so I went over to sort of have a look I sort of you know found a little space a bit further away from the school trip and I'm still scared of teachers even now I couldn't believe what I saw this there was one of the giraffes started to mount the other giraffe and you know do the well date night really have date night I couldn't stop laughing the teachers were laughing all the adults were laughing and the kids were a bit confused I think i just and even the you know, the workers in the zoo just couldn't it was just hilarious. 'Cause it was it was wrong, you know, it's kind of not what you'd want your kids to see probably. I dunno, I don't have kids but it's just it was so funny. Anyway, that's probably enough for me for today. Thank you very much for being here. And being part of all this wonderfulness. I love you very much. And I shall speak to you. Very very. Very very soon. So. Remember to be kind to yourself. Because you do deserve. To be happy. You really do. Do something nice. For yourself. Every single day. Lots of love. Bye.